0: four weeks into the lockdown, I wondered how people were getting on with their cooking and eating and just generally how they were finding ways to um, feed themselves and what they were doing about um, whether they were shopping online or whether they were um, going to the shops. How do they feel about their food and what were they planning to eat and what meals um, made them happier and just so interesting to find that everybody has a story and I took the opportunity to ask a few people. I checked in on them and I discovered that they were doing interesting things um, through the lockdown. There's a difference between how a family Feeds themselves to how single individuals feed themselves. Uh, One thing that has been common to all is the challenge of finding what to eat and how often that they are eating. I think that when we think about the lockdown, we maybe consider that it's a good thing that we are just safe and shutting doors, but this itself. I feel poses some challenges to us as individuals and as family members I'm going to be uh, playing the interviews to you and I hope you enjoy listening to them and I look forward to hearing from you so that I can feature your food story on the Greenwich Pantry podcast next time How's it going? Yeah it's good thanks. Is it nice and sunny up there?
1: Um, it's gone a bit overcast today but that's not such a bad thing.
0: So well we wanted to find out how you were getting on with your um, food in the lockdown. So yeah okay. Just a little bit about how it's been for you that would be great.
1: Yeah okay so um just to put it in context, I've been vegetarian for about 32 years mm-hmm. um, and I've taken on an allotment, so um, which I've had for three years, so I'm now in my fourth season. And what this has really been a major benefit, particularly during lockdown, because I haven't had to go to supermarkets. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been able to go... For a lovely walk in the lovely sunny weather, um, up a dis- you know, through a disused quarry and to the top of a big open space, and go to my allotment. And, um, yeah, I've been living off kale and broccoli <laughs> that sounds um, like
0: dream Rosie
1: and, and the produce from my allotment from last year, which I freeze, so I, I freeze sort of a lot of stuff, I fill my freezer every, every year, and then what the lot I've been doing during lockdown, obviously, is only using what I've got in in my freezer. And so I haven't just been living off kale and broccoli, but they're the produce that have been in harvest during March. Um, I've been able to supplement that with courgettes and with beans, um, four different kinds of beans. Um, Yeah, and a lot of soft fruits as well. So red currants and black currants and, Uh, blackberries and yosterberries and I've also got apples and stuff so um, yeah yeah. (laughs) I I do feel incredibly grateful for having the allotment.
0: Yeah I mean the thing is that a lot of people living in um, city areas like London They Mm. probably would struggle to get all of what you've just been telling me um, just by walking out and and getting it without foraging or something. Um, Mm. And obviously everyone's trying to keep a social distance. So I guess if you had three or four families foraging, um, that would would probably make it impossible, really, like around Mm. the same area. But I think having an allotment sounds like um, what we all need to start doing. I mean, have you missed anything? Is there any food that you've kind of been craving that you haven't had since the lockdown?
1: Uh, only chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I have had to nip into a supermarket occasionally to get some chocolate. Um, but, you know, if only I could try and grow that. If anyone knows how, <laughs> let me
0: know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but I've
1: been, I've been curbing my sweet tooth. Um, cravings by making a daily smoothie Yeah. so um, I did go and buy loads and loads of bananas and so cut them in half chop them up cut them in half and sort of uh, froze them as individual portions and so I always have a banana and some apple juice and then add um, either red currants or you know some of the other soft fruits um into the mix as well and possibly some kale because if you're mixing um the vitamin c with the iron then Mm -hmm. your body can process it um which i was delighted to find out so Mm -hmm. yeah um i make that as a kind of mid-morning snack and um it does actually help stave off those sugar cravings
0: as well (laughs) yeah i mean it sounds to me like you've got a perfect world you've got really good sugars from your from your all the fruit that you eat um and i think people forget that fruit has natural sugars but actually it is still sugar um And i always remember when i run classes saying to people sugar is sugar salt is salt and oil is oil And um, yeah, I mean, the more you put in a smoothie, the more fruit you put in a smoothie, the higher the sugar content. Yeah. But at least it's good sugar. At least it's sugar that, you know, um, you know, is doing great stuff for your body and it's slow release as well. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's that's just wonderful. Is there anything oh, else? Oh, yeah. That- I
1: mean, I'm completely aware that I know that I'm just um, replacing, you know, using different kinds of sugar, but it does feel a lot better and i do feel a lot healthier because i'm not going through refined sugar and i don't have to have chocolate every day
0: <laughs> it's just the want isn't it it is <laughs> not, not need but want <laughs> yeah absolutely wonderful um so now tell me anyone listening to this what would you say um is what would you advise them to do if they were i mean thank you for sharing about your sugar the way you get your sugar but is there is there anything that you could tip them on as a vegetarian a lifelong vegetarian practically um that you think might be helpful, and then I'm particularly thinking about people who are based in London, Central London, and and you know who maybe don't have so much access to fruit. Because actually, last week I remember going to um, a local market here, and I noticed that the the fruit um, availability was quite limited. It was very very expensive, and um, I was just thinking that. I, I bought some I can't remember what I I bought some melon and it tasted awful. I don't I don't know if it's cuz it's not 100% in season yet cuz a lot of these things do get sort of um, transported across but mm. I was just thinking that is there any fruit that tastes good right now that you know would just be available and maybe make <laughs> it cheaper for us but I don't know what 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 would you say are your top tips for people who are vegetarian want to eat
2: well sort of Well
1: I don't um, I I mean, it's not 100% foolproof um, that you will, you know, follow these tips and you will get the best flavour all the time. Um, I mean, I try and kind of exist through eating stuff through season and in season at the moment is rhubarb. I I live in what's called the rhubarb triangle, so rhubarb is really, grows really well here. Um, Mm. But, uh, I mean, the other thing that I do is I try and freeze stuff while it's in season. So um, if I didn't have the allotment, I would try and get myself in the habit of buying um, fruit when it was in season and therefore cheaper. And then freezing it to cover for the times when um, you know, when it's out of season. Yeah. And obviously the freezing it, it does impair the flavor of some fruits, but not massively. And it doesn't seem to um, impair it at all if you're using it in smoothies it does depend on obviously how you want to how you want to use the fruit um and using it in smoothies it's quite i mean you can freeze melon you can freeze banana you can freeze all sorts of fruit so that that's kind of um i think how i've managed to to keep it going through the changing Mm -hmm. seasons is by just trying to freeze everything
0: sure sure (laughs) um that's interesting you talk about freezing because it it is one of the often overlooked ways of preserving food and um i think sometimes it's because people don't know what to freeze
2: yeah
0: Um, have you had any experiences where fruit or vegetable that you've frozen has come out kind of just awfully mushy or um just not really edible Um, I
1: mean that's it I've what I've done is experimented for myself to find out because um, there's information that you can either find on the internet or in books says things like no you cannot freeze courgettes but I thought well I kind of want to try and make them last a bit longer so I'm going to try it and Mm -hmm. then so with the frozen courgettes I'll use them in a stew rather than you know, grating them, um, <laughs> or,
2: right, or trying right, to right.
1: make cajetini or whatever. Um, you can't, because yeah, yeah. it, it, it changes the structure of it, mm. so it does come out more mushy once it once it um, defrosts. But if you're using it in a stew, actually, it's it's still good. It's still nice.
0: Yeah, um, you're making me drill now.
1: Honestly. <laughs> that was my that was my aim. <laughs>
0: because I was just thinking about um a ratatouille for example that you know you could use the courgettes and carrots in there and they always say that stews like that tastes better two days to three days after it's been made yes yes yes, because it brings the flavor out yeah it allows the flavors to really to really come out precisely so Mm -hmm. i think after our phone call i might go and dig up um a ratatouille recipe and um i think i'm gonna make that at some point this week um if you do like
1: courgettes and you can if you do like courgettes though don't forget you can make chocolate courgette cake it is just divine (laughs) because
0: it's really nice and gooey it's lovely I actually think you've just invited yourself to send <laughs> us a recipe so we can share it with all.
1: I will. Okay. It's my well, mother's recipe. Be- She'll be glad that I can hand it down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Thank you so much for coming on the call, and uh, look forward to getting the chocolate courgette recipe. Okay. Um, thanks to mom in advance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Take
0: have care. a lovely have a lovely rest of the afternoon. Bye Thank for now. Bye. Bye. The lockdown presents many different challenges um, to families and individuals across the country. Um, if you're living in London, the challenge is probably different because there are limited open spaces for accessing fresh food. If you're a forager, you may be able to go around um, the regular place in your area where you know that you can forage for some fruits and I think quite a lot of people um, have gotten used to foraging in the last few years. We certainly talk about it a lot. Um, But I think if you are a member of a family, it's, um, you know, and if you're the mum who has to make a meal for young kids who are eating three plus four or five times a day, um, the challenge gets multiplied. And I guess it's a case of people choosing whether to um, buy more takeaways, which means spending more money, um, or perhaps buying um, food to cook. But then if you're not much of a cook, or if you tend to just put things in the oven then that itself becomes a big challenge so I think having a conversation about how people are dealing with um, the lockdown is quite important at this point because we can we can help people um, we can give them recipes that will hopefully be healthy and they can use for some of the meals that they have to make for their family. If you're um, a, month, a, a London mum, especially um, or even anywhere in the country please do feel free to get in touch with us we would be very happy to give you um, recipes that you can use. Um, alternatively we do have um, healthy a 30-day healthy eating recipe book that you can download and uh, use as well if you want to get in touch please email info at greenwichpantry.com or send a voice message hello there welcome to the Greenwich Pantry podcast thank you (laughs) thank you for agreeing to um, share your story about the lockdown and how um, your cooking and eating is affected and I know that you may have um, children in the background so it's fine Um, it's completely okay okay so tell me, how have you been getting on with um, cooking and food in general in the
2: in the lockdown? It's been pretty um, difficult because um, the usual food that the children want to eat is um, making the chicken and chips and um, chicken nuggets and then I have to make what I feel like making like um, so I have to cook for three children at the same time and that makes it really difficult for me and why is that? Uh, because um, they they have different things they want to eat I want to eat something different to um, what they want to eat and then having to go to the shop to um, get what they want they are used to having their Iceland, and just being chucked in the microwave, uh, the grill. So now I have to make it from the scratch. So that's been a bit difficult. And most of them, I, I am not very. I am not an expert at what what they wanna eat anyway.
0: So do you feel they've made you um, raise the bar when it comes to cooking?
2: yes it's, um it has actually made me feel like um i learn more on eating which includes um giving them the right diet as well and yeah. um, on the other hand um there's been some positivity in, in terms of um learning to cook what they actually want rather than going to um buy the frozen food from the shop and grilling it so but i'm seeing that not an, an expert in, in this so um i need a learning process right now
0: <laughs> so do you still see yourself um after the lockdown maybe taking more of an interest in um recipes that are healthy for children well, and-
2: definitely definitely without a doubt Without a doubt, because um, just going into um, the lockdown has made me realise that I am gonna I've been struggling with learning to cook certain things like um, making, putting the right recipe on, and that has been a struggle for me. So once the lockdown is down, I have to look into knowing how to to cook better. <laughs> Have you been able to get the children involved in
0: any any cooking so far?
2: Um, so far the only thing I've been because obviously um, I try my best because of health and safety. With my oldest son, I got to, he's a teenager, so I get him involved in um, trying to make the um, potatoes and chicken, mm-hmm. and he did um, manage to make the um the the grilled chicken with me. So and he's found that really interesting. He's also been able to um, learn how to make the um, pancake, mm-hmm. even though it was a lot of sugar. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So, um, so far, that's that's where we are at the moment. Do you find the children eat more when they
0: help you cook, or did you did you find that when they were helping you?
2: they ate more of what you cooked with them oh absolutely yeah and it, it was actually both ways even for me because um, I didn't have that trust in my teenage son cooking making pancake and he um, gave me some form of um, gave him some form of independence in, in cooking and yeah I find out that I'm, I'm able to eat his food and he's able to we're all able to eat together yeah Mm
0: -hmm. that's really good isn't it because Mm -hmm. sometimes when things happen in this way and you're not really prepared for it it makes it it makes um family life a lot more challenging
1: Mm -hmm. without a doubt
0: (laughs) but when you when you think that there are some things that are coming out of it like Mm -hmm hopefully more independence in cooking for your teenage son Mm -hmm. and and then more interest maybe um Mm -hmm. in in eating a different kind of food for the whole family Mm -hmm. that's saving you time isn't it because then you don't have to um cook three different meals
2: no without a doubt and um as I said um um after the lockdown I'll be looking at um improving myself and them improving themselves in their weaknesses in terms of um, in, um, the kind of food they would like to eat rather than going to the buying the frozen food because what I find out about the frozen food is even though we put them in the freezers, we have to wait for them to get defrost and um, actually cooking the fresh food is actually a positive way of, of growing for them rather than um, wasting money and buying the ready-made food sure and do you have
0: access to fresh food around you
2: oh we do we do Um, the discouragement was actually the, the the discouragement was the fact that we have to go on the queue and wait for for the shops to to open and but i i do have like where places where i could get um greens and um spinach and um the, the food i have to make from the start yeah
0: yeah well it's been really interesting talking to you um mm-hmm. you do know that we have recipes available for you to um access so if you if you're mm-hmm. stuck and you need uh, some ideas please do get in touch um you can leave a voicemail on the podcast um or you can email info at greenwichpantry.com and we'll be happy to help you. Definitely, I'll do that. Thank you. Thank you for um, being on the podcast today and have a good afternoon. You You too, thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to our stories today. I'm looking forward to featuring more for you um, as the weeks go on. Um, I hope that you will be inspired to get in touch at greenwichpantry.com. The email address is info at greenwichpantry.com. And if you want to leave a message, you can do so after listening to this um episode of our podcast until the next time I look forward to seeing you Um, keep cooking keep eating and keep drooling